Could you give us your full name, Devin, and then spell it for us, and then I'll make you swear an oath. Uh, it's Devin Sexton, D-E-V-O-N-S-E-X-S-T-O-N-E. Do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth during your testimony today? I do. Okay, to, to start with a little context, uh, could you tell us what your career and work history has been since about 2005, just quickly? Uh, yeah, so I was, I've been an Army Reservist for about 16 years. Um, I'm now a veteran, and uh, I uh, have operated equipment and trucks, uh, both militarily and in the civilian world. Um, when COVID hit, I had just become a uh, unit manager managing a freight terminal for a expedited LTL and courier company, one of the largest in Canada. And uh, I lost both that job and I've been kicked out of the military due to the vaccine mandates. Okay. So let's pick up this, the timeline March of 2020 then. Um, this was when there was evolving COVID policy happening. Um, you started to have some fears, uh, and then March of 2021, you're off in parental leave for a bit of time. Uh, this is while you were working for Pure Later. Yep. Um, and, uh, then in October of 2021, the vaccine mandates came in, um, what happened at that point in your workplace? So uh, March of 2020, three months into being a manager, COVID, uh, as far as I can recall, landed on the shores of Canada. Um, there was constant ever-evolving policies coming from head office. Um, the executive branch, in my opinion, did not do a good job of allaying people's fears. A lot of people were understandably concerned, but we were told that we were essential services and we were to continue working. Uh, throughout the next year and a half or so, there was uh, a lot of high stress. Our industry exploded in terms of busyness, and it was uncontrollable growth, coupled with mask mandates and constantly changing policies. When I returned from parental leave after the birth of our fourth child in October of 2021, I was told that there would be an impending vaccine mandate. I believe the initial date that they had stated was November or December of 2021. Um, they kept pushing it back because there was a lot of pushback. Uh, I was told that as uh, if I didn't disclose my status, uh, I believe in November of 2021, that I would be disciplined. Um, I actually ended up disclosing it under duress because at that point I wanted my children to have presents under the Christmas tree because financially we were still recovering from me being off on parental leave. Um, at the same time in November of 2021, the armed forces had told me that if I was to refuse the vaccine, that I was no longer allowed to train and parade with them. Uh, I was made to read through the entire COVID policy from the Chief of Defense Staff and discovered that I had missed a date for voluntary release and was told that basically I would be forced out 5F released. Um, I told them I was going to grieve that because I was not aware of it. Um, so at the same time, I had the stress of losing my 
civilian job which provided for us because my wife was at home with our four young children who were four or five years old and younger at the time and my part-time job which we used to help sustain us. Uh, during the time period between October and December of 2021, there was a lot of confusion going on amongst the head of Purelater, the executive staff. Uh, there was questions about the legality, both for myself and others, and the only responses I got were either no response whatsoever, or I was told that that was a good question, and that was the end of the email. Um, at one point, one of the individuals responsible for the vaccine mandate at the executive level was asked what, as to what the legal, essentially, what was going to allow them to legally do this, and his response was that the government was going to be helping them out. So I took that to mean that this was not legal and that basically it was a political thing. Um, fast forward to January of 2021, or 2022, sorry. Um, myself and 1,032 other individuals were placed on unpaid leave and our ROEs were coded, I believe it was code M, which was suspension or temporary dismissal. And as a result, I was ineligible to collect EI benefits, even though I had been paying into them. So at that point, I had lost my military career. Uh, I was no longer allowed to parade that. That release finally happened in June of 2022. And so basically, the stress from that was absolutely crushing because, you know, had my wife been working and not lost her job, that would have been a different story. But when you are the sole breadwinner for your wife and four young children, um, to be honest, I felt like an abject failure as a man for quite a long time. Um, yeah, it's okay. uh Okay, just to, to quickly summarize then, uh, in January of 2022, um, the mandate came in um, to disclose your status uh, or tell them that you're not vaxxed. And if you weren't vaccinated, you would be put on unpaid leave, which happened. Correct. Okay. And uh, so at this point, you are still basically suspended unpaid leave. With That's correct. Yeah, from earlier. But you, you did get a different job, so you're not, you've been driving trucks since. Yeah. And uh, um, um, if, I, if I may, though, delve into some of the impact that I saw it happen to some of my employees that I managed. Um, one of our clerical workers, her husband uh, suffered Bell's palsy as a vaccine injury. Um, she was terrified to get the shots as well, but basically disclosed to me that she felt she had no choice because financially that would ruin them. Um, two of my drivers that, that drove for me told me that after their second uh, dose of the vaccines, they had horrendous headaches every single day that they had never had previous. Um, after the 1,032 of us were placed on unpaid leave, uh, 215 of us launched a lawsuit. Several of the individuals from that lawsuit um, lost their apartments. They were in places like Toronto where the rent is extremely high. They were living in their vehicles. The impact of this policy, it was attempted starvation. Okay. To, to, say to say to someone that you can't work somewhere is one thing, but to say to someone you can't work somewhere and then basically pull out any social safety net is a different thing entirely. Okay. Uh, I think we should note that uh, you have had other vaccines in the past, so it's not as if you're 
anti-vaccine. Yes, um, I deployed to Afghanistan in 2011. I believe I received five or six different inoculations in a very short window. I had no concerns about it at all. I had no um, adverse re reactions whatsoever. Um, I probably have more vaccines than most people sitting in this room. Right. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Um, my reason for suspicion with the vaccine was my mom was a nurse and she told me about a lot of what she knew. And the longer things went on, the more it became quite clear to me that it was politically motivated. People that were asking legitimate questions as to the safety and efficacy of the vaccine were told that they were conspiracy theorists that, I mean, our own prime minister stood on TV and called them misogynists and racists. Um, it was apparent to me that, you know, from my experience in the, in the military, the government will do what it needs to stay in power and to protect its liability. They often don't, unfortunately, do what is right. Um, there was a lot of veterans that were prescribed mefloquine, which is a anti-malarial drug, and it came out years later that that drug was causing severe psychological effects on those that were prescribed it, and they knew for decades that it was doing that. So I had an underlying suspicion of the government telling me that a drug was safe. Uh, in terms of your employment at the moment, um, are you making similar money to what you made with Purelater before? And could you tell me, uh, compare your wages and your benefits now to what you had with Purelater? Um, I am making similar, but I'm working 12 to 14 hours a day instead of 8 to 10. Um, I had a pension plan with Purelater that was very good. I had a lot of upward mobility. I had hoped to move into more of um, network planning and logistics and load planning across the entire network, or at least the Western Canada portion. Um, where I am now, I'm very grateful for the job. Uh, the employer has treated me very well, but I'm making $10 an hour less than I was working at Pure Later. Okay. So it was a substantial pay cut. And uh, was there any benefits from the military prior to you being released from the military back in June of 2022? Uh, no, thankfully. There had been actually rumored that my pension would be taken away from that. Um, thankfully, that didn't materialize. Uh, I still have my pension. Okay. So you're you're managing to support your wife and your four children and yourself at the moment. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I think at this point, I'll ask the commissioners if they have any questions. Yeah. Dr. Massey. Thank you very much for your testimony. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I was reading this morning that Pure Later has uh, dropped its vaccine mandate. Have you, are you aware of that? I've heard rumor of it, but I have not been contacted by HR to inform me that that's changed. So until that happens, you know, that maybe that is the case, but I haven't, uh, no one's contacted me to inform me. Would that be something you would consider? It's hard to say. Um, to go back after what's approaching a year and a half to a company that violated every aspect of my employment contract and treated people like absolute garbage, it would be a pretty hard sell. I'm not saying it would be a no-go, but um, I don't know. Buy their fruit, shall you know them, right? Thank you. Any other questions from the commissioners? Okay. On behalf of the, um, the Citizens' Inquiry, uh, thank you for your testimony. Sorry, one more question. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm always slow to put my hand up. 
I'm just wondering about the safety net um, that the government provides when you lose employment. And I'm thinking of government contracted employees who, are, who can collect EI in the non-contracted periods of the year. How did you feel when you could not collect EI even though you had contributed to uh, the system, if you will, in terms of, like since 2005? I believe that's the, number, the year. Yeah, since I was 16. Um, I would, it might sound a bit extreme, but I, won't, I would almost liken it to attempted murder. I mean, you've taken away my ability to provide for my family. It's one thing to do that to me as an individual, but uh, it, you know, part of the struggle was everyone, it seemed, had vaccine mandates. It wasn't just a matter, like I have my class one, which is kind of a ticket to a lot of employment, but a lot of companies would not even entertain employing you if you're unvaccinated. So, and I mean, even then, you go to an interview, I had a few interviews that I'm sure the reason that they booted me out the door was because when they asked, well, what's going on with Purelater? Well, I was unvaccinated. It immediately black mark. So, to, yeah, to pay into something and then be denied it, it's, I mean, it was in keeping with everything they did. Everything Purelater did violated the employment contracts and employment rights of their employees. Um, so, and, and they were directed to do that by the government based off their own admissions. Thank you. Any other questions? <laughs> Thank you again for your testimony.